Yeah, we're actually going to have some cigars going today. And we'll talk some spirits every once in a while. We'll talk some, some cheese every once in a while. We'll I think we're due for some spirits. We're due for some spirits. You say that every week, and then every week you don't book any spirits. Well, you said, hey, let's do a show from my patio smoking cigars. And I said, all right, I'll book spirits next time around. <laughs> yeah, we are on location yet again, this time on my palatial uh, Eden Prairie estate on our uh, on our deck the Drew Estate? The Drew, Drew Estates. That's actually a cigar uh, brand. Is that what we're smoking here? No, I don't, I don't what, know what, is what this? we're smoking here, to be honest. I see. Um, <laughs> when they endorse the show, we'll, we'll plug it. How's that? <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I thought it's going to be a nice day. Maybe a little warm, but pretty nice. Mm-hmm. And I would love to have a cigar while we do the show. Plus, I have tickets to see uh, the solo premiere tonight. Yeah. So I didn't want to be too far from Eden Prairie when we wrapped up the show. You can't blame me on that one. Yeah, right? <laughs> Are you uh, are you pumped for the uh, the Star Wars? I am. I'm very excited. The trailers have all they've got. They've done their job. They've gotten me. Uh, they've got me pretty hyped for the movie. Yeah, uh, it looks like a lot of fun. I love uh, Amelia Clark. I love Woody Harrelson, uh, and the early reviews. The people that have seen it, they actually started doing early reviews, um, like almost, almost ten days ago. Uh, mm-hmm. they, 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 much earlier than usual for a movie that's got sort of this much hype. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've all been they've all been really positive. They've all been exactly what I would want out of a Han Solo movie. You know, it's fun, it's an adventure, it's got a lot of comedy, stays true to the franchise and everything, so yeah, I'm pretty hyped. Is this like a, an origin story, Is it, uh, or is it like a coming of age? What's the... I, be- I, I believe the, it's probably best... I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, obviously. But I think uh, it feels like the best way to describe it would be kind of an origin story. Uh, you're going to see how he meets Chewbacca. You're going to see how he meets Lando Calrissian. And I believe you're going to see how he acquires the Millennium Falcon. Um, but the cool thing that... Uh, and I've successfully avoided spoilers, so I'm very excited. Oh. The, only, uh, the only thing that I've heard and learned is that... If you're familiar with the movies and you saw Rogue One and you saw how Rogue One sort of slid itself into the original trilogy, mm-hmm. right? This movie does that in, in in a way that has taken a lot of people by surprise and that everybody has said is really, really cool. So there's going to be something or someone or some little element that mm-hmm. is going to put something you already know about the Star Wars mythology into a bit of a different newer updated context young young yoda for sure probably not <laughs> no y- probably not. <laughs> you can figure out why he talks that way you see him get hit in the head yoda talked totally normal until the solo movie yeah and they got hit in the head yeah. and then he talks actually funny. woody harrelson plays young yoda <laughs> that's 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 the twist <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, uh, something happens and he becomes short and green <laughs> that's what chewbacca does when, i don't know you get in a fight with him that's a totally different show it's a now weird wookie power that nobody knew about <laughs> I wonder what kind of beer Han Solo would drink. Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> well, why don't we why don't we transition to some beer talk? What do you think? It'd have to be a smash. Single, single malt, single hop solo. Right? Yeah. There you go. That voice you're hearing is Emmett from Boathouse Brothers Brewing. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having us out. So you guys are brand spanking new. Spanking uh, Prior Lake, right? Yes, Prior Lake, Minnesota. Cool. Um, I live down there, and the other owner um, just bought a house down in the area as well. So we're, we're both happy Perfect. to uh, be avoiding our previous uh, 45 minute to hour and a half commutes that were Ooh. taking us across uh, across the cities and that we were still doing up until 
about a month and a half ago <laughs> <laughs> when we finally went, uh, you know, balls to the Where wall you, as far as... What part of town were you commuting to out of Prior Lake? Northeast Minneapolis. Yeah. So I was still immersed in the beer culture, and thank goodness I still got to write off plenty of my after-work or pre-work beers as uh, <laughs> as research. If, right. I, if, I, if I could, I just had to convince the wife that it was all right to be stopping for a beer or two with a, with a two-year-old at home. It's a little tricky to get as many... Uh, free passes as you'd like, but it was still still worth it. And uh, now we've spent I've spent the last month um, pretty much on Main Avenue in Prior Lake, keeping keeping things rolling and trying to keep up on beer. What's your uh, What's your previous experience prior to opening a brewery? What were you in before? Well, I've been in the service industry for uh, the almost the better half of two decades. So I started out bartending up at Breezy Point uh, during the summers when I lived up north. Uh, with my grandparents. My mom was a teacher, so every summer, as soon as school was out, we packed the van and went north. Dad visited on weekends, and my my true brother and I actually grew up living in the boathouse on Lake Lougey, about uh, 10 minutes away from Breezy Point Resort. So I started out in the beer industry there. That's where I met Kevin, the other owner, and uh, we commiserated over our, our love of craft beer and the lack of availability of it up in the North Woods at mm-hmm. uh, pretty much any of the establishments up there. And over the years, it kind of developed into, uh, you know, taking the, the home brew into, you know, going from extract to all grain to recipes and then sitting around every campfire saying, well, this is what we should aim this one. When we open the brewery, when we open the brewery, when we open the brewery, and then finally it was... Hey, do you want to fill out some paperwork, and we'll see about some SBA loans and start opening a brewery? So, how uh, how difficult was that process going from you know the the garage dreaming to to making that big jump? Uh, the the most difficult part was the hurry up and wait situation, and I'm sure you can attest to this. So Definitely, <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, it was the the hurry up and wait situation of all right, you've got all your plans, and then you finally make the right contact to this is who you actually have to talk to at the state for this part. Mm-hmm. Okay, put in your call and then wait for a response. They've been they were pretty good about responding, but it's always just here's here's the answer that we're able to give you, and then it's. <laughs> This means that answer leads to, all right, now you have to ask this question, but you have to track down that person. And so everybody as a whole has been super helpful from the, you know, the city right up through the state. But uh, it was just, it's, it was a time-consuming consuming process on everything with that. Right on. So uh, you poured us a, a beer here as we're, we're getting started. What, uh, what are we drinking? So we're drinking uh, the, the River South Bitter. It was uh, originally designed as uh, an ESB, which uh, George kind of took the reins on as our, uh, our assistant brewer is the, the one I let him design up. He said he wanted to do a nice, easy drinking, um, balanced beer because everything that we'd put out for the last week while we were trying to catch up and keep our chalkboard full and the the tap handles flowing ended up being in the uh you know mid sixes to seven percent range and I like it, <laughs> yeah, it was, we, we, we haven't heard many with no complaints on that one right. really across the board um but uh <laughs> it was it was trying to to find a nice balance and our our efficiency on the the system is um a bit uh, a bit more, we'll say, we'll say, uh, on the higher end compared to some of the uh, the homebrew and test recipes that we'll do tinkering on small batches. So, um, this one still checked in at about eight point, or not, sorry, six point eight on the, on the ABV scale. So yeah, we, yeah. So and actually, George just walked in behind us. He just joined us here. So hey, George, uh, welcome to the show. George is our expert. Yeah. Do you want to take the uh, take the word on this? Tell us a little bit about what you were designing for it. Sure. Uh, hi. 
Uh, thanks for having me, everybody. Sorry, I was a few minutes late there. Um, so yeah, like Emma was saying, this is trying, like kind of be like a. Uh, oh, this is good. Thanks. Um, we were trying to go for like a really easy all day lake life kind of beer that you could you know have out on the lake all day. Um, aiming for that four percent range, like Emmett said, we came in a little hot on this one, uh, closer to that seven percent range. Um, you know, it's pretty traditional. You're gonna have uh, Fuggles as your bittering hops. Uh, East Kent Goldings is kind of more of the aroma. Um, the malt base is really traditional British uh, Maris Otter with a little bit of caramel in there. Uh, we just try to keep it simple. Um, you know, exposing Prior Lake to some different beers. Mm -hmm. You know, um, giving them a, a, a different taste of. Uh, kind of the styles that are out there is uh is prior lake is that uh the coors light country is it uh does it take some some acclimation to uh you know introduce some different flavor profiles you're, you're, you're spot on with that one uh we joked behind the bar that uh if we all took a sip for every time we heard what's your lightest beer we'd be hammered by mid-shift <laughs> and we'd be having to come back to actually do closing duties in the morning um because it is i mean as as a whole the the city has been super welcoming and eager and excited to have craft beer made you know right there made and served right on on main avenue mm -hmm. uh, but they're you know just as with any suburban town that hasn't really been exposed to it as much and it's not part of the mainstream locations for going out and about in right. town get some we, funny looks we get a lot of people that you know <laughs> what's what's your lightest beer so our lightest beer is called this one um and uh we just nice. tapped that, like tap, that tap that last week <laughs> that one actually did come in underneath the four percent mark uh and we still yeah fought to get that one down but it, it worked out all right on there but uh yeah no as, as a whole like george said it's just kind of we're, our 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 chalkboard is filled with everything that uh, we can. We don't want ten people to walk in and nine have to leave because one person can't find something that they're at least willing to try. So we've got on tap right now. We just cashed out our saison and the smash CTZ, but we've got a hefeweizen, um, three versions of our porter. Two of them are nitro, and the other one's just a standard base on it. We've got. Um, the Amber IPA that's tapping tomorrow. We've got this ESB, and uh, what else are we rolling with? Well, let's let's take thing. a pause. Still, we'll uh, we'll tease the rest of the lineup. We'll yeah. take a break. Uh, we're talking with the the fellows from uh, Boathouse Brothers, and uh, we've also got Blake here from LTD. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the Minnesota Beercast on AM 1130. Hey everyone, Ben Lieber here from the Town Hall Brewery and the Town Hall family. My good friends over there have a new off menu item. It's called the Nacho Libre. It is a bed of tortilla chips with cake queso, chicken verde, tomatoes, red onions, cotilla cheese, cilantro, and guac, and a spicy Arbol chili salsa. And if you like it spicier, it also has jalapenos. I always get the extra jalapenos because I like it really spicy. It's myself. <laughs> so palatial. <laughs> the look, at the, look at all the palatial that we're doing. It's amazing. <laughs> Everybody's turning around and looking at my, my sad, lonely backyard. Like, yeah, there's nothing palatial about any of that. <laughs> there's a slightly raised garden that yeah. has, you know, just a, it has an I, air about it. I actually it. wanted to grow hops in that, and I, I I was when we first moved here. I took the time. That little, what is it? Probably about five by ten. I'm guessing, maybe a little bit bigger, yeah, six by twelve. Right? Little patch. Um, we took the time. We cleared it out. You know, we tilled it. We got it all ready, and then we planted a bunch of stuff. And then the deers showed up, and we're like, "Thanks for planting all this." this <laughs> appreciate the buffet. Yeah, we Your appreciate it. Is accepted. So, <laughs> yeah, we didn't really feel like uh, you know battling the the deer. So uh, no hops back there for me, sadly. Wah, wah. Yeah, we are. Uh, we of course. 
joined by the folks from Boathouse Brothers, and we've got Blake here from LTD. Um, I wanted to ask a question for actually Blake. Uh, these sure. guys are uh, what a month and, and three days into the game now. Yes, sir. And uh, Blake, you guys are going on four years. Four years. Yep. Any uh, any words of, of wisdom? Words of advice? Uh, run. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> it's a horrible it's too late. Yeah, maybe like a month and three days ago, I could have told you to just <laughs> run. <laughs> now, now you're in it. Sorry. Welcome to the party. Yeah, um, we're on the hook for the loans. We might as well get right. <laughs> no, I mean it. It uh, the. I remember the first month being, you know, some of the worst times of the of the time into it. It's it gets better. Um, yeah, it <laughs> like does. being a new parent, everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, don't worry, don't once, worry. Once you can sleep again, it's all worth it." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Four years later, you know, it's, it'll be worth it. <laughs> Truly, once the personality comes out, you're gonna love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, and just keep on, just keep on looking at your process. You know, as you're learning the efficiency of your system, you know, everyone goes through the the learning curve of the efficiency of the system, you know, how to best use the system, just kind of that large scale thing. Just just keep on it. Keep thinking about how can we keep getting better and, and never lose that idea. This is a great beer, by the way. Um, Thank you, sir. And, and so yeah, just, yeah, just uh, stick in there. I know <laughs> we haven't talked about how you guys are actually doing, but I, I remember that first month being, you know, 100 hour weeks. And it was like, it. I mean, you just didn't sleep and you've got beer critics coming in there and telling you that you're doing it wrong or you should be doing it this way or you know <laughs> trying to tell people what is craft beer you know in your hometown it's it, there's a lot of things that you might feel the pressure of like oh my gosh you know this is this is a lot to take on just just keep on going and and keep fighting and it It'll be worth it. You, you just explained the last 34 days, too, right? <laughs> so it's good to know. <laughs> How has the uh, the first 30, 34 days gone? Has it been a, a pretty good reception in the community, or what's the yeah, what's it been like? They they drank us out of beer at day nine, so we actually had to wow. we had to shut down for three days. Um, the last Sunday, um, or I guess the. The, the Sunday after we opened, we opened on Friday the 20th, and on the 31st we had to put up a post that just said uh, we did the math, and it, by math we looked in the cooler, and there's three <laughs> kegs left. Uh, and so That's a good coming problem. Out, coming out and grab them was, while you can. It sound like that was very difficult math. No, it was. I could, one, I could do it. Yeah, even. Two, yeah, I had my, my son help me through it a little bit. He added the one and one, and I took the last one. I was like, yep, we got three. So we're set. And uh, by the end of the night, yeah, we had a, a partial keg of our Belgian Saison left, and uh, then we had to shut down for three days while the rest of our tanks were just at about carb level and ready to go and so we loaded back up and we've been able to stay open since then but it's been it's been a, a great reception everybody's been excited to try new beers and so we keep we've kept churning them out we've done about I think we're on batch number 24 or 25 and only two of them have been repeats so far just wow. to try and What's uh, you, you talked in the last segment about a lot of people, you know, kind of learning about craft beer, getting the what's your lightest beer question uh, over and over. What's has anything surprised you in terms of which beers have been more or less well received? Uh, is, it, is anything stood out to you in terms of what your Prior Lake customers are are enjoying? Um, I. 
I guess nothing really surprises me, but that's just because it's been such a gong show anyway. Uh, <laughs> but you know, we were we were pleasantly surprised by uh, our smash being the first one that we repeated because it was actually our our first kind of calibration ale that we did just to see where our extraction levels would you know check in for efficiency and where our hop utilization would actually turn out. And it came in at um, just a you know just a hair shy of a kind of a standard IPA, and it was a big hit off the bat with that one um, and then the Hefeweizen has been a, a pleasant surprise as far as people wanting more and more and that was the other one that we we redid already once so how'd you guys decide to make that one the one you redid is that the one that just moved the fastest off of the off of the sales or you uh, decided you know it's the it's the next one in the rotation we had enough regulars that were there constantly hounding for you know all of three days like it'd been out for three months and just saying when are you getting it back when are you getting it back I said, well it takes longer than just your trip home and back here again right. to rebrew it so it's it'll go in the tank soon and i said if you you know help me i can't remember i was busy writing through the the tag collars that uh i was just slaving over trying to tag them up and submit them for the state and she said well how can i help and i said well if you fill out this one for the hefeweizen i'll put that one in the tank next and so she filled out six more of them for me and i said all right a promise is a promise so we ordered up the grain and that was the next batch that next day and so we wanted to redo it and it was it was one that uh we had you know done uh and sampled out at a lot of the public events that we'd been participating in for the last two years and it was it was a big hit so it was nice to try and you know select that one as one that we wanted to dial in and make sure that we could keep our efficiencies the same place you know have the consistent abv and the right profile and try and uh you know dial in the the um just the overall balance of the profile for that one it was a pretty standard setup but it was nice to try and keep it on point mm -hmm. so i have not made the uh, the trip down to prior lake yet but when uh, when i do get there what can i expect when i, I walk into boathouse brothers uh nice open area um we couldn't find a space that would uh, allow us to have any real um, big giant open patio that we were originally looking for when we had you know drawn up the concept on cocktail napkins and receipt paper for the last 10 years <laughs> uh mainly because of sewer access and water access charges mm -hmm. that uh would have uh, entailed been entailed in uh revamping some of the more warehousey type spaces so sure. we uh, took over uh, a, a building that was about three and a half thousand square feet uh, on the main level but it's three kind of large separate rooms that still have an open window concept between them so um, it's a it's kind of a segmented space that you can see all the way through our design was that we wanted you to be able to see some piece of stainless associated with the beer going from grain to glass no matter where you are at in the building so you can always either see the mash tun and boil kettle the fermenters over in the cellar area or the stainless tap tower that it's coming out of mm -hmm. um, from any place in the in the area we've got half of our seating is um, pretty much dialed in to look like bass boat seats or we've got a little pontoon area lounge down in the lower level nice big garage doors on the front of everything looking out over on main avenue so it's nice that uh you can see so we still get that open air patio feel without losing half our seating when it starts to sprinkle nice nice representing that that boathouse theme i like that long-term plans are you uh you looking at you know sort of just being a prior lake community tap room servicing that area do you have expansion plans in mind where where do you see uh, boathouse being in five seven years from now well with blake's encouragement that we can actually survive here, <laughs> i think now we can we'll, we'll 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 go back and we'll start pulling out 
those plans for the five and ten years. Uh, uh, <laughs> originally, you know, everything's drawn up, and what we <laughs> were chatting about was, yeah, here's our five, ten year. We'd love to be able to distribute. I'd love to be on tap at up at Breezy Point where I started bartending and started, you know, pouring the the first craft beers that I enjoyed from the mm-hmm. from the beginning. Um, but it'll take us a while to get to that point, especially on a three barrel system. It's uh, if we're if we're keeping up for our own tap room. It's a lot of that's, shifts. Yes, that's, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 100, 100 hours was was not uh, not a high ballpark on, on that one. You're no, pretty pretty spot on with that. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> yeah, so we'd we'd love to be you know expanding, and if people are loving the beer and we have the recipes that people want more of, we'd certainly look into expanding that. But you know that's uh that's another another talk over another beer as soon as we can uh, clear through year one and make sure we're up on up on point for our own tap room right there on Main Avenue. Yeah, one step at a time, man. Exactly, yeah, one step at a time. Well, congratulations. Congratulations, and I uh, really appreciate you uh, coming and swinging by the uh, the Palatial Drew Estates in Eden Prairie and joining us on the BeerCast. We're going to uh, take a quick break. Uh, we're going to be back with uh, Blake from LTD. We're going to talk about some stuff that they've got going on. Yes, they are. Anything else? I'm going to sit here and have another beer and a cigar. All right, we're going to keep enjoying these cigars and these tasty beers from Boathouse Brewing. Where can people learn more? Do you got a website? Do you got a f- social media profile? Anything like that you want to got We've got all of that good stuff. So it's BoathouseBrothersBrewing.com. You can check us out on our Facebook page as well. Uh, and we do have a, uh, a fancy little Twitter handle. I like your logo. Thank you very much. I like that. Awesome. Again, another uh, another cocktail napkin sketch up that uh, <laughs> I had one of my, my more uh, technologically inclined friends dial up so that the angles were actually all even on the the propellers but other yeah. than that that's been that was that was the start of 10 years ago i like uh, you've got i mean even just for for just opening up and everything it's like you've got a very clear and distinct brand already and that's so important you know it's like i can tell just by looking at your your typeface your logo your name it's like i can tell what you want to be you know what I mean, and that's that's really important early on. So congratulations! Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very and, much. And uh, look forward to trying many, many, many more of your beers. We'll keep brewing it if you keep drinking it. All right, we'll be right back on the Minnesota Beer Cast. Get ready to start your savings during Menards Race to Savings Sale. Update your faucets with Moen. Moen sets the standard for exceptional beauty and innovative design. The tip and two handle high arc bathroom faucet in a spot resist brush nickel finish is seventy nine dollars. The Medina pull out kitchen faucet in a spot resist stainless steel finish is one hundred nineteen dollars. Say big on these and other... 103.5 FM uh, or one of our weekend replays. Or if you're listening via podcast on the iHeartRadio app, uh, we really appreciate it. And we really appreciate you helping spread the word and share the show with your friends. And tell them about all the cool stuff we're talking about. If you want to take part in the show, we're going to do a fun live show on location. Yeah. May 30th. Uh Uh-huh. Steel Toe Tap Room. That's right. We're going to have every single winner from the latest World Beer Cup. Uh Uh-huh. We're going to have Summit. Steel Every toe, single one? Waconia, like even from Beaver out of, Island. Out of the state? And no, just the, the Minnesota winners. I don't care state. about that. Right. Just the important ones. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Blake's got it. That is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that. Love uh, love Steel Toe. Love the guys over there, of course. Uh, but uh, we're going we're gonna to be talking to some fantastic beer makers. And uh, we're also going to be giving away a pair of tickets to the St. Paul Summer Beer Fest. That's right. At that event. So swing on by. You definitely want tickets to that because that is uh, so much fun. That is 
such a fun event. A great way to kick off summer. And we will uh, be doing some audience participation. If you're there and so inclined, we'll take some audience questions. Uh, you can ask these uh, award-winning brewers some questions. You can make our job easier. Come have some good beer. Yeah. Talk to some very experienced brewers. You can come uh, do our uh, job for us. Yeah, we'd love it if you did that. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm down with that. I'll just be over in the corner drinking some uh, some size 7. <laughs> <laughs> Find the details on that on Facebook. We've got an event there, but it's uh, May 30th, 5 p.m. at Steel Toe. And if you can't make it to that and you still want to try to win a pair of tickets to the St. Paul Summer Beer Fest, just go on Twitter. And as we talked about last week, go on Twitter and uh, take a picture of what represents summer beer to you, whether it's your favorite summer beer or a picture of you sitting out on the deck drinking a beer, whatever it may be. Take a picture that represents summer beer to you and uh, tag us at MN underscore BeerCast and use the hashtag St. Paul Beer Fest. You know what summer beer to me, Drew? It's a barrel-aged Russian Imperial Stout with a Screams. Screams. I call it lawnmower beer. I just took a picture of that. What else would you think of? It's going on Twitter. It's going on Twitter, baby. <laughs> so we, we are here. We are with uh, with Blake from LTD Brewing. He uh, He's the one that poured us that delicious beer. Uh, that's part of their uh, special fourth anniversary coming up. Uh, June 2nd, is that right? Congratulations. That's right. Thank you very much. You it's uh, Yeah, it's it's. June 2nd, party starts at 2 p.m., goes until 9. We technically open at noon, but the... the <laughs> like it's going to end at 9. Yeah, right? <laughs> it never does. That's, That's why funny. we... Right. We say 9 so that at midnight we're ready to close it down. <laughs> <laughs> you guys do put on a great party, I do have to say. Um, of all the, the brewery kind of events that I've been to, you guys do a really great job of, of welcoming everybody and the town just kind of like coalesces around the place and everybody just throws down. It is it is a blast. Uh, last year we had about 6,500 people show up which is crazy to think. <laughs> right? 6,500 people were there. It, it's a it's a blast. I mean, we, we closed down the street just so that we can get that many people in. Uh, we put up a big stage, um, live bands all day. Uh, it's just a, a blast. We have something for everyone. While we do release all of our... Uh, Call them Brewers Reserve, Russian Imperial Stout, barrel-aged beers from years past, as well as our barrel-aged sours from years past. Uh, we we have plenty of easy summer drinking beers uh, available well, the, as well. The, the pro move that that I've seen is is folks go and buy the the barrel-aged bottles. Yep. Throw them in the in the back of the car. Yep. Usually there's a cooler back there. Yep, usually a cooler. <laughs> and then and then they come back and buy the the easy afternoon drinkers. Yep, exactly. That's usually what happens. There's a mad rush for bottles right away. Um, we're releasing seven different bottles uh, this anniversary. Uh, four different uh, Russian Imperial Stouts, two different 18-month barrel-aged sours, and then one double chocolate milk stout uh, barrel-aged um, beer. Uh, so people come for those right away, and then uh, they they kind of party right after that. So out of that smorgasbord, what, what are you most excited about? Uh, I really am excited about the barrel-aged sour. Um, we didn't release a barrel-aged sour last year because the current sour was just going into barrels, and mm -hmm. we didn't have anything ready. It took 18 months to do so. Uh, just waiting that long and not really knowing what was gonna, how it was gonna be at the end, and finally getting there and uh, you know tasting it. And 
it's it's really great both of them are really great we did half of the same beer on blackberries half of the uh, beer on tart cherries so kind of get a sense we always like to play around with the same beer in different barrels the same beer on different fruits when it comes to our sours typically although we do have a russian imperial stout that we're releasing this year uh that we uh age with raspberries so it's uh it's a lot of stuff that we we throw at everyone and everyone says you know june 2nd kind of a weird time to release the russian imperial hey, stouts yeah, it's your anniversary yeah, yeah i mean we like them and at the same time you can't really get a whole lot of them at that time so well, and you know what you, even if you buy it june 2nd doesn't mean you have to drink it june 2nd exactly you can put that baby away until yep. some cold dark day in the middle of winter that's usually what we used to say is uh good now but probably best aged until december now we just say whenever maybe maybe it's, it's good on whenever you drink yeah. maybe it's on drew's patio and you've got a cigar going and you want to have yeah. a, a rum barrel aged palatial stout, patio, right yeah. the, the palatial <laughs> drew estates we, we actually just had someone bring in some of our first year anniversary russian imperial stouts that we released and they were awesome um uh, and and so i mean three years later you know after release it still was really good i probably wouldn't go longer than five years uh but three years is still real real darn good yeah after a certain point there's enough oxygen gets in there where it's it it'll it'll go past its peak right exactly yep turns diminishing returns yeah they call it soy sauce yeah yeah (laughs) yeah, exactly i i i personally think about a year uh because i still like that the whiskey note uh on barrel aged beers whiskey barrel aged beers or rum barrel aged beers um sours are a little bit different because they can evolve a little bit more especially the wild ones Mm -hmm. um but yeah the there is a law of diminishing returns as it as it relates difficult to to know because there's no perfect science to aging uh a beer in the bottle once it's been given to you by the brewer, right? I mean, right. you're you're probably going to be fine six months out, right? When you oh, buy yeah. this beer, right? And you're going to open it in, in December or January. But, oh, yeah. I mean, three years out, that beer... I mean that micro oxidation you don't know how fast that that air is getting in there exactly right? yep it, i mean three years five years five years is a long time it is to have some some beer sitting in a bottle what i have are, a what, tough what time watching a beer on the shelf for more than five days before i'd want to drink right? it if i know it's that good <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i yep. say yeah after half a glass here if i had another bottle in my trunk it'd be getting cracked as soon as we parked <laughs> exactly so, yeah yep. good to go yeah what, what are you guys releasing your sour down at uh boathouse uh, we have not even. Uh, <laughs> so you guys aren't busy it's, enough. Yeah, as I say, well, uh, as soon as I can set aside a tank for what eighteen months or so, and then uh, get some beer. I think we were, we were talking off the air earlier about our, our barrel age room, and I'm putting air quotes for those of you listening at home. Our barrel age room is now the tool shop downstairs, where everything's been tossed around and filled in while we tried to clear out the actual tap room to let the public in. So <laughs> it's uh, we still got a lot of work to do down in our down in our, our cellaring area. Area. Um, but uh, we'll we'll tinker with uh, some barrels as soon as we got the space for them, and as soon as we can bring them in and load them up, it'd be fun. That's always fun. I imagine you're just probably looking forward to the day when you can breathe and relax and start right. playing around with stuff like that, and not having to to worry about meeting the the production demand. Not looking right? at an empty cooler and figuring out how I'm going <laughs> to fill that up with appropriate beers that aren't just <laughs> half beers are going to be coming in. Yeah, they're going to half carved and under attenuated. Nope, we need to fill it up. We won't we won't do that. So we'll we'll be out of beer and we'll be shut down for a day before we 
serve a serve an underdone beer, but right, cool. we'll uh, we'll be we'll be plugging away, and we're starting to catch up. So every every day is at least one keg ahead of where we were the day before, and we'll keep building until we have that uh, uh, kind of the back stock where we can throw it into some barrels. No, I do want to say I, I applaud you for making that choice. Um, you know, I think it's a far better thing to close those doors and say, hey, you know, we we aren't able to meet the current demand, and I'm sorry, but you guys are going to have to wait until we have beer that's ready for you instead of serving a product that's substandard or frankly yeah. not ready yeah it could have been someone's that, imagine there was a lot of pressure you know and you want you want to get if you got customers that want to come in and buy a beer obviously you want to sell it to them so yeah. well the, when the when the mayor is stopping by and saying when's the cream ale coming out because my wife really wanted another you know pints and i wanted to bring a growler home i had to say i know i know you run the town but I said, right, it's still not out of the tanks i said if you could speed up the yeast you can have it but right now it's not quite ready yet so come well, that's on back. great you made you made the right call because who knows how many of those people that would have shown up would have been the first time customers probably a, probably a, a significant number of them and, and if they walked out of there with a product that wasn't up to their satisfaction they may never come back could have now, been the last time customers yeah yeah now the anticipation has built <laughs> right and they're wondering what they're missing hopefully yeah, they're willing what to what is so great about this place that they had to close to make more beer well so. everybody knows the product that everybody wants the most is the one they can't have that's right, right. <laughs> so you should you should close down a couple days every week just keep it randomly keep people guessing yeah. which is why we haven't sold any advertising on this show <laughs> Because we know we're just three years in. We're just building that demand. That's right. Exactly. Building that you can't advertise with this show. That's that's the secret. You can't. People want to. We won't let them. That's right. That's right. One day though, we're gonna the floodgates are gonna open. Back to the uh, the four year anniversary party, yeah. Blake. Uh, you guys have some food trucks there. I want to know what I can have to. Right. Uh, I'm gonna tease that because okay. we are up against a break. All right. Uh, we'll get you a, f- a few more details on uh, on your fourth anniversary party yeah. coming up June second. LTD Brewing in Hopkins. Uh, more with Boathouse Brothers Brewing and a couple of news items if we have time Let's right here it. on the Minnesota BeerCast. I'm your bio-advanced lawn care scientist here to introduce new all-in-one weed and feed. It kills lawn weeds like dandelion and clover. Plus, it kills crabgrass all in one easy step. And it has micro-feed action, which creates a more nutritious, resilient root zone. That's the key to a healthy green lawn. Make the switch and try the one that weeds, feeds, plus. Pretty nice day. I thought we might uh, run the risk of getting a few showers, but a little muggy, a little hot. Yeah. But not too bad to sit out and enjoy a cigar. Yeah. A few fantastic beers. Cool down with some, some barrel-aged Imperial Stout. <laughs> it's, it's really cooling me down. <laughs> it's, it's like lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks to uh, Blake from LTD for bringing it. It's fantastic. Oh, thank really you. Really delicious. Uh, really well done. And this is one of the releases, as we mentioned, for your upcoming fourth anniversary party. Yep. Uh, you were going to tell us, uh, right before we went to break, uh, some of the food truck options that are going to be out there on June 2nd. Yeah, definitely. So we're changing it up a little bit this year. Uh, we've always hosted the Stanley's food truck because they're owned by the same people that uh, own Pub 819, which are our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently, they just actually pulled out of doing that uh, temporarily. So we oh. we partnered up with another uh, kind of the first plug is the the Purple People Feeder. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that food truck, but it's uh, yeah, great guy, uh, local Hopkins guy. So I, I heard they only sell empty bowls. 
Bowls. Oh, I forgot me <laughs> is the Packers fan. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, it's it's no, all good. No, I can turn his mic off anytime. <laughs> right? yeah. I can turn okay. his mic off. <laughs> yeah, right? Sue, I, I should have <laughs> I should have remembered that. Um, but yeah, so uh, they they do all kinds of barbecue. Um, they'll they'll have vegetarian options as well. Uh, we've got a. Are right, they going to have Aaron Rodgers collarbone stew? Right. <laughs> Brought to you by Anthony Barr. Served to you by Anthony Barr. No, he will not be there uh, for the event. But he might want to do any false I don't want to false advertise. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then we've got a uh, couple actually surprise ones. Um, so we haven't announced them yet, uh, but there will be some surprise ones also coming too. So folks uh, should stay tuned to your social tuned. media. Yep social media where we kind of like to tease a little bit in the past years we always teased pretty much everything leading up to it and like you know what we probably should just tell people more or less what's happening and then tease a couple of fun things and so food trucks is what we're doing this year and as well as uh, uh we've got a bags tournament that's another thing uh we, we kind of integrate a lot of things we've got a bags tournament we've got the live music um we also have, I call it hammer and a stump game. Right. Um, yep. So there's that. Uh, there's all kinds of kids' activities. You know, being the community brewery, uh, one thing that I definitely recommend, and I haven't been down to Boathouse Brothers Brewing yet, but I mean, the community has been great to us. And one of the reasons is, you know, we, we strongly encourage uh, people. Um, of all ages to partake we make our own root beer so we're going to be doing a ton of sodas we've got free floats uh root beer floats from 2 to three thirty, or until we run out um oh, so man. uh it's going to be chaos <laughs> there from that time um but uh yeah all kinds of kids activities do you guys gonna have the the bouncy house again you know we are going for the first year without the bouncy house it was a tough decision uh i won't get into uh where um <laughs> national and insurance agencies are on <laughs> on bouncy houses but they're withdrawing I for see. some weird I reason see. i see uh yeah we always uh bouncy bo- house with a bunch of people drinking craft right. beer right <laughs> what could go wrong <laughs> <laughs> no we've never had a problem it's just uh insurance actually just wouldn't insure it so right. um which is a bummer uh because it was a lot of fun for the kids but i think we the s- free root beer float is going to appease my child I gr- agreed yeah. yeah i think he's going to be all right with the bounce house not being there if you can have the root beer, for right? Me. And I, I will tell you, I love your root beer. Oh, your root thank beer you. Is so good. Thank you. It's so that's awesome. It's something that you know. It it kind of was this thing that we said we were. You know, we it was the oldest recipe. It was my recipe from when I was 16 years old, um, and we just kept doing it. And we said, oh, we'll we'll do this. You know, it's going to be this thing that we've got, and it turned into this thing. We're making four barrels of root beer every week at a minimum, which nice. is crazy uh, to think that it's grown to that but root beer is a thing <laughs> it's delicious we had uh we had dan from Lithbridge on last week talking about their mini donut um yeah cream soda and we talked about their root beer a little bit and my test of a of a good root beer is if you take some root beer schnapps and pour it in there how, how does it drink how have does you, it drink have you have you tried with i that? have it's yeah? excellent all right. <laughs> all right good enough yeah i definitely. may come have some root beer as well i know i should have brought it uh, <laughs> check his pockets Right? <laughs> no, but it, it's the one time of the year we said when we opened that we were actually going to do more, and then demand for the beer was 
really high, uh, surprisingly. And so we <laughs> dedicated uh, the other tap line that we were going to do uh, cream soda on. And it's an exciting announcement from Liftbridge because um, I it's it's a fun area to be in and i wish we could do more with it um but we get to do our raspberry cream soda our cream soda uh and then our orange cream soda Whoa. all for the party so we're I love the we're, orange cream soda yeah it's it's great yeah i mean the old dreamsicle right? uh yeah. it what you can't go you can't go wrong <laughs> right? with that exactly so there there's something for everyone at the party and and that's that's i i think kind of what makes it fun and and special is it's it's for everyone it's a celebration for the town and them as well as other people come out and, and just have fun so. this is uh, june 2nd june 2nd coming uh, up right around the corner yep ltd uh, right in downtown hopkins yep all right make your plans uh, i think uh you know you, you we're kind of neighbors you're, you're not right far from we here. are yeah not far from the palatial drew states i see you every may, now and then <laughs> may, uh, may swing up there on, uh, on june the 2nd i think I, I have no choice my kid is gonna hear rip your float so I'm, <laughs> I'm have to be there right so. that's gonna be a lot of fun i'm really looking forward to that congratulations thank you so we got we got uh, just opening and yep. we got celebrating four-year anniversary yep. what in the course of the four <clears throat> years like looking back over the four years and, and I mean, it's the industry has changed over the yeah. course of the four years. It's exploded. You know, what are some of the key sort of lessons you've learned in the, over the course of being open four years? What was something that, that you didn't expect to have to deal with that is suddenly becoming part of your your day-to-day life we impart a little wisdom right on our, on our young padawan <laughs> brewers over here <laughs> i mean it, it's definitely no secret that uh the industry changes very quickly and something that i didn't expect to be doing all the time or have as a staple in my lineup when i came out was a sour and you know right away it's something i always wanted to do but uh we were constantly pushed and pushed and i said i i want to make sure that i can control this before i can do it so i don't ruin my brewery um right. <laughs> so uh you know um but now i you would think that someone and and they are mad when you run out of an IPA, which does not it hasn't happened in probably a year and a half. Um, but I would say that I have not faced more angry people than when we ran out of a sour, mm. and so we constantly have to have a sour on tap at all times. And obviously, I can't do that with eighteen-month barrel-aged <laughs> sours. You know, the traditional um, wild, uh, you know, fermented sours that you know take a ton of time. So we do a lot of kettle souring, and it's. I mean, we're on, we just did batch, uh, we've repeated some, but we've done over 40 batches of sours now, mostly double batches, um, that's 500 gallons of pop, uh, and mostly out of the tap room, so if you can imagine, I never in, well, ever expected to, you know, be, have sour as, as the main staple in my lineup and it's it's the number two or three beer that we have on tap at all times. I think it's a real thing. I think it's definitely here to stay. It is. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. Right. I mean, a lot of people said when we started doing, oh, this is going to be a fad and it just, velocity continued to pick up and pick up and pick up and there you have it. The next thing, you know, that people are referring to now is this New England IPA craze and it's something that you just can't be opposed to looking at 
uh, styles that come out. I don't know what's going to be a fad and what's what's right. going to stick. Is. Though, right? Like everybody yeah. thought the the black IPA right. was going to be the thing. Yep. Right? The, no, it's, I haven't seen that. In I haven't seen that in forever. It's, right? Yep. It's only a fad to the people that probably don't feel like making it right away. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and so the how thing do you that, balance that though? I mean, it's like do you you know you 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 hang your hat kind of on and correct me if I'm wrong, but just my perception of it is like you're going to go to LTD and there's going to be you're going to see something new every time every you go time. there. Yep. You know, you're going to see some experimental things. You're yep. going to see some traditional things, but it's always going to be, you know, kind of a, a, a fun little journey to see what LTD is offering. But you also have to balance, like, what you and, and your brewers, what you like making with what people are buying. Right. I, yeah, I mean, the... the, the fun part for us and you nailed it i i couldn't have described ltd better so <laughs> thank I'm, you i'm available yeah i uh, you're hired <laughs> um it's it's playing within though so now again we thought that we'd have another tap line to play with maybe another style well it has to be a sour so what can you do within that genre we've done probably every single fermented fruit uh, secondary ferment fermentation uh, with a sour that you can think of, you know, guava, pineapple, um, blackberry, cherries, sweet cherry, tar, tar cherry, you know, everything. So you play within those to still give yourself uh, some some fun and, and to provide something new but still meet the criteria of having that style available. Same with New England style IPAs, you know, or even American I, uh, West Coast style IPAs. You can change up the hop profile, the malt profile to where you're still meeting someone's criteria of that beer, but giving them an example of of that and providing something that they're happy with, you're happy with, and still having fun. Well, congratulations, man. That's awesome. Four Thank years. You. Love you guys. Love the tap room. Go to uh, Hopkins. Go to downtown. Check out LTD. Go to Prior Lake. Check out Boathouse Brothers Brewing. Uh, congratulations on you guys on opening up, and thank you so much for uh, for stopping by. It's been great having you on. Thanks for the invite out. It was great to be here. We look forward to pouring you a pint soon. Absolutely. It will be very soon. I promise you. <laughs> Schmitty, nice job. Thank you. We will be back again to Steel Toe next week, uh, Wednesday at 5, May 30th at 5. May 30th at 5. Swing on by, say hello, pick up a pair of uh, tickets to the St. Paul Summer Beer Fest, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Cheers. And some of my songs I have casually mentioned The fact that I like to drink beer This little song